0: Therefore, we have a responsibility to steward our walk with God and to maintain His flame that He has ignited in our hearts. I am your host, Keith Collins, and I invite you to join me now as we explore biblical truths that help us to maintain the flame of God upon the altar of our hearts. Greetings and welcome to Maintain the Flame this week. I'm Keith Collins, and I am... Blessed to know that you are listening today from somewhere. You can be in the United States of America or maybe even around the world. We know this goes out via a shortwave radio signal that reaches into really the possibility of reaching 48% of the world's population. And we're in some of the closed countries of the world. And we're just honored to know that we are able to share the message of the love of Jesus Christ, the power of God, the transforming power of the blood of Jesus with so many of you around the world. We also are podcasting, and so we know that we're reaching many lives each and every week, and for that, we are honored, humbled, and blessed. So, hey, I'm joining you today from my office and studio here in Charlotte, North Carolina, and you know, every week I come to you with really a passion on my heart to make sure that what we're sharing encourages you, and also that it really makes you hunger to know Jesus in a deeper way. We named this broadcast, this program, "Maintain the Flame." About a t- about two years ago, a little over that, but really with a focus on living a life that consistently experiences. Jesus Christ in a personal and even an intimate way. And I I recently wrote a book and it it released um, last year, end of last year. The name of the book was First Love Fire and the subtitle was um, Living a Life of Sustained Surrender. You can actually find that book on Amazon. Again, First Love Fire, Keith Collins, you'll find it, but really the, the entire focus of that book was to share not only things in my own personal life, but to really share from the Word of God as well as from experiences that it is possible to live in personal revival, that we don't have to be up one day and down the next. doesn't mean we don't fight battles. doesn't mean we don't have challenges. But in the midst of all of those things, we can walk intimately with the Lord. We can know Him. We can burn with Him with a holy fire that just not only sustains but can grow even in our lives and that's really the focus of that book as well as this podcast and this radio show so so again I, I pray that you're being encouraged by what you're hearing each and every week um, we do have some plans to do some some really powerful interviews here in the coming months so um, we'll be letting you know about that and also we are doing some changes to our websites uh, another thing we're going to be changing um the website address for my personal website, right now it's keith-collins.org. You'll still be able to use it, but we're also changing to keithcollins.net, which will be our primary um, website address that we're using. So check us out right now. You can go to keith-collins.org, or you can also check us out at o r letter g letter F, dot On those websites, you can find our speaking itinerary where I'm traveling to, as well as some articles and just things of that nature that will encourage you, that will bless you. In the very near future, we'll be having some e courses made available on these sites and some different videos that we're doing. So just check back now and then, and I believe you'll be blessed. Also, if you want to stand with us financially, you know, it does take money to do what we're doing at home here in America as well as around the world. I'll be going to the Philippines in two weeks and then Newfoundland, Canada in about a month and then heading over to Italy this summer and some other trips that we have planned, Africa at the end of the year. If you'd like to stand with us, um, help us with some of our media production, some of our programming, as well as some of our travel expenses, especially when we go into third world areas, then we would be honored to have you become a partner with us on both of those websites, keith-collins.org, as well as impactgf.org. You'll find donate or give buttons. Just click on there and you can give a one-time gift or you could become one of our ongoing monthly impact partners. So thank you so much for your consideration in this. Hey, listen, last week I talked about what it means to endure or persevere. And if you listen to that, um, you'll you'll remember that I really dealt with some of the condition of the world that we live in. Um, We are in a moral decline, to say the least. Actually, I think we could even be a little more extreme. We are in a place of utter depravity with regard to culture and society. I know that the America that I was born into almost 55 years ago, even though it wasn't perfect and we've had challenges in our nation throughout the years, whether it be the the slavery that we saw in the 1800s or the Civil War era, different things that we've been through as a nation, the, the race riots, in the late 60s and 70s um you know we've not been a perfect, perfect nation at the same time um you know historically many people in america have been people of prayer have been people of the word of god have been people of purity and even in the midst of some of those things that i just mentioned there've always been people whether it was people working through the Underground Railroad trying to help some of the slaves get to freedom, um, you know, in the midst of the Civil War, a man named Ian Bounds was a great man of prayer, prayer warrior. He was praying through that whole. Um, you know, chaotic dilemma that that took so many American lives, Um, you know, whatever, there's always been a sense of morality among some, and even among a decent amount of people. But however, over the last few decades, really four or five decades, you know, we've just seen this considerable um, slide backwards with regard to morality, um, purity, righteousness, even just basic courtesy and honor between children and parents and, and these things. So so as, as the church um, really has to figure out her role in this time of history, and she should have already done that, and many people know that, but, but sadly, as I, I kind of talked about last week, oftentimes the church is just kind of amalgamated, or they've kind of blended into the spirit of the world, the spirit of the age, and instead of being a voice of correction, a prophetic voice of direction. The church oftentimes, and I'm speaking of the church as a whole, I understand that there's always been people that refuse to compromise, refuse to compromise their prayer life, their walk with God. There's always been some, but but by and large, especially in America and most of the Western world, really, so much of the church has become so compromised and so emaciated and so spiritually dormant and weak that sometimes you you really can't find a difference between what the church does and watches and listens to and takes part of and what the church watches and listens to and takes part of. There There's no real differentiation. And clearly, Scripture tells us that we are not to be like the world. We are to come out from among them. It doesn't mean we don't love the world and we love the people of the world. When I say love the world, I don't mean the things of the world. But of course, we love the people that are in the world and even those that are in utter darkness. We love them. However, we don't become like them so that we can reach them because what are we going to reach them with and who are, we, how, who are we going to take them to? You know, if Jesus is not transforming our lives, then we have no real ground to stand on when it comes to making a difference and, um, you know, and being a source of encouragement as well as correction and allowing the Holy Spirit to use our lives to bring conviction so so last week I started off reading Hebrews and Hebrews chapter 10 I read verses 35 through 39 where the writer says that we have need of endurance and then he said in the end of that narrative there we are not of those who draw back to perdition but of those who believe to the saving of the soul so you know we In the context that I'm talking about, we're kind of using these scriptures in the sense that, friend, we we must be a people of endurance and perseverance. We cannot draw back or backslide. We cannot become like the world around us. We have to be different. We have to be willing to take a stand, even if it costs us something. Then I read the book of Jude, of course, Jude's only one chapter, but the letter here and I read verses 1 through 3 and talked about there where it says to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. And then of course Jude begins to talk about you know men that have come in kind of crept in unnoticed and um, you know, have really perverted the gospel and have brought an antinomianistic or antinomianism spirit into the church, a lawlessness where there's no morality, no righteousness, no purity of heart and purity of life. So, so that was kind of my, my crux or my foundation of what I talked about. And, you know, again, we're watching a moral implosion in our culture even in America of course and even maybe more so in America than many nations but but America is um spiraling out of control and we live in a culture where we idolize and we celebrate perversion in other words the more perverted someone can be and the more perverted things they can do, the more America seems to think that they are, are a celebrity or they kind of lift them up on a pedestal as a role model or as an example, whether they, you know, change their sex, so to speak, or, or whether they, you know, embrace a homosexual lifestyle, whatever. And again, we love all these people, but, but we can't change the word of God in order to become Um, palatable and tolerant to a culture that is completely anti-Christ and anti-biblical now again we should be the most compassionate the most loving, the most forgiving Um, got a dear friend Dr. Michael Brown and, and when he talked about the homosexual um, agenda, even years ago, he would say, listen, we have to reach out and resist. We reach out to the individuals. We love them. Jesus loved them. Jesus shed his blood for them, but we have to resist the agenda. We we can't embrace perversion um, and say that's love because, friend, that is not love. We, we reach out to the lost, to the broken, to those that are in deception and sin, those that struggle with, whether it be homosexuality, same-sex attraction, whether it be you know a transgender type thing a a gender dysphoria i mean all these things that we're dealing with now in our culture even among young children even elementary school children so we we reach out to these people but we have to resist this ungodly agenda that's destroying A nation, friend. So, how should we respond? This is kind of the way I ended the program last week. How should we respond as the church, as the people of God, to the current cultural dynamics being played up before us? Let me let me just give you like five points here this week that you can, you know, kind of think about, pray about, take notes if you need to. But but number one, we must endure or persevere in purity and in the fear of the Lord. Now, Purity of life as well as purity of doctrine. Both these things are so important. Listen to the Apostle Paul in First Thessalonians chapter four. He says, Finally, brethren, finally then, brethren, we urge you and exhort in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more, just as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God. For you know the commandments we gave you through the Lord Jesus, for this is the will of God, your sanctification. That you should abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother in this matter, because the Lord is the avenger of all such as we are also forewarned, or as we also forewarn you and testified. Listen, for God did not call us to uncleanness, but in holiness. Therefore, he who rejects this does not reject man, but God, who has also given us his Holy Spirit. Now, understand we're saved by grace through faith. There's nothing we can add to that or take away from that. However, friend, salvation is also a lifestyle. There should be fruits of repentance here. The Apostle Paul is very clear that because we are saved, we must live in such a way that our lives reflect What the Lord has done with us and through us through being born again of the Spirit of God. So therefore, we must endure in biblical holiness. I mean, whether people like it or not, it's the Word of God. It's not something we can change or have the authority to change. So we have to persevere. We have to, to, to preach and teach and live. As those that know Jesus, we have to, as Paul said, live worthy of the call of God. So these are our mandates upon us, and despite the pressure we feel to to compromise and to backslide and all these things friend we 've got to endure it it 's vital that we are a people that take a stand and keep standing, even when nobody else is standing around us so listen, we also must re, must um, persevere or endure in the fear of God. We need a revival of the fear of God now understand that he 's a father that that he 's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I know all of those scriptures, and I embrace that, however. We must understand Proverbs 9.10 that says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. If we lose sight of that, if that paradigm is not paramount in our lives, then we enter into a place of lawlessness, of antinomianism, of... Um, this is a word I'll use: sloppy grace. To where there's no commitment, there, there's no discipleship. There's there's no purity. So, in the midst of the craziness that we're seeing, even in the church right now, friend, we have to persevere. We have to endure in purity of life and doctrine, and in the fear of God. Number two, we must also endure and persevere in fellowship our community Hebrews 10:24 and 25 and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, excuse me, as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approach in Acts 2.42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Listen, it is vitally important that you are connected to the body of Christ. We we need um, brothers and sisters in our lives. We need spiritual leaders And even though some spiritual leaders have blown it and they've made huge mistakes, that does not negate the the, fact that the Lord has even given us apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, that there are elders in the body of Christ that help us to become equipped, as Ephesians said, to do the work of the ministry. So we need leadership at the same time. We need each other. Listen, it's not enough to know what the back of of somebody's head looks like on Sunday morning, but we must be a people that are connected to the body of Christ. This is so vitally important, especially as darkness is overshadowing our nation and our land, friend. The church must be a strong family, so we must endure in fellowship in community number 3 we must also endure and persevere in persecution this isn't popular but it's just truth 2 Timothy 3:12 yes and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution Jesus said in John 15:18 through 20 if the world hates you you know that it hated me before it hated you if you were of the world the world would love its own yet because you are not of the world but I chose you out of the world therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. Now, my friend, this is not comfortable, this is not easy, but this is the word of God. This is the New Testament. You can't live godly in Christ Jesus and not suffer persecution. It's not that we are arrogant or belligerent. It's not that we have a, you know, a, a masochistic spirit. But but listen to me. The Gospel brings separation it, it because it brings men to a decision. you see our absoluteness. Is what offends the spirit of the world. It's what offends the human spirit. What do I mean our absoluteness? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Acts 4.12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. We believe Jesus is the only way to salvation. So friend, that message, the message of biblical righteousness, causes persecution it causes rejection so therefore we must endure in persecution i believe this is going to become even more real as the dark age becomes darker that we live in and as there's such a whether it be cancel culture all these things that we're dealing with friend this this hatred towards just pure basic truth we're going to have to stand and we're going to have to endure we can't just you know feel our we can't just make ourselves you know um Disappear, so to speak, and just kind of live our own personal Christian life. And, friend, we must be bold witnesses. We must be cities set up on a hill, and it's going to cause agitation. However, we've got to endure even in the midst of persecution. Number four, two more. We must also endure and persevere in prayer. Important, important, important. Nothing more important than this, my friend. James five sixteen says, "Confess your trespasses or your sins one to another." and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Ephesians 6, 18, Paul says, with all prayer and and petition, pray at all times in the spirit. And with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. First Thessalonians 5, 17, Paul says, pray without ceasing. Listen, we cannot live an effective Christian life unless we are a people of prayer. We can preach with that praying. We can teach with that praying. We can go to church with that praying. But you can't really effectively be who God has called you to be unless you know what it means to persevere and to endure in prayer. Read the book of Acts. Friend, they were giving to prayer. It wasn't just a Wednesday night thing or a Sunday night thing or, um, you know, a two-minute thing before you go to bed at night, they were people given to prayer. Why? Because they realized there are things that do not happen except the people of God pray. And this this whole law of prayer, and I'll call it that, and I've taught on prayer and intercession in college settings for years, but but it always amazes me that the Lord tethers or fastens himself to the prayers of his people, and through obedient prayers, God moves powerfully. Every great move of God, every historical revival is fastened to prayer. Somebody, some group were dedicated or was dedicated to enduring prayer. We must endure in prayer. And number five, we must endure in hope. First Thessalonians, but I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you also sorrow as others who have no hope. Why? Because if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord that we are alive and remain, that we who are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep, for the Lord himself would descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Listen to what he says. Therefore, comfort. One another with these words. I love that. Listen to Second Corinthians four, sixteen through seventeen. The Apostle Paul says here, Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day, for our light and momentary affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal way to glory, while 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 we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are seen are eternal. Listen to the words of Paul. Paul is saying, listen, we have a hope beyond this present age. I've never seen so many Christians depressed, so many Christians that are just burnt out, and I believe it's because they've lost hope. Friend, listen. The old song used to say, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. And I know that might sound kind of hokey to some of you listening to me today. But listen, friend. This is not our final place. God has given us this season to do the works of Jesus on the earth. We've got a small increment of time, a small window to live for Jesus, to reach the lost, to pray, to to, to do the works of the Lord, to move in the gifts of the Spirit. But this is not our final place. We are in the world. We are not of the world. We have a blessed life hope. We are a people that will be reunited with loved ones and friends that have gone on before us that were that are in the Lord that went to sleep or died in the Lord we will see them again there's a, a, a life beyond this present life we are a people that are living in eternal life right now but one day we will lose mortality we will have spirit bodies we will take on immortality and we shall forever be with the Lord and with his people friend we must endure in hope despite the challenges despite the persecution despite their rejection, despite the suffering that some of us might go through on this earth, my friend, there's a great glory that awaits us. And right now we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. However, there's a greater manifestation of that glory that awaits us. I love what Jim Elliott, the, the missionary that was martyred in the 1950s in Ecuador by the Aka Indians, Jim Elliot said, he is no fool. Who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose? Friend, we are owned by something that cannot be taken away from us by stress, by trauma, by tragedy, by demons by principalities Paul said what shall separate me from the love of God shall hide dead principalities but he said nothing shall separate me from the love of God why Paul rested he endured in eternal hope friend your hope is in Jesus Christ your rescue is in Jesus Christ your freedom is in Jesus Christ you said brother you don't know what I'm going through listen friend I understand going through hard times. I, I've dealt with, you know, major medical stuff with family, and you know, I've seen, you know, even the 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 thralls of of addiction with some of my family, and how it's destroyed their lives. and And I, I've been hurt by by people throughout the last almost forty years of ministry. But at the same time, I'm telling you, Jesus has never let me down, and I know that. I know that. I know that there is a place that awaits me there is a greater expression of glory that will be mine one day and i want to encourage you today as i as i close this program friend look to jesus paul said set not your affection on or set not your affection on things of this earth but on things above and i believe when you do that when your affections are not in this present earth But when your affections are set on things above, things that cannot rust or fade away, eternal treasures, when your affections are there, my friend, there's a hope that springs forth in your life and nothing can stop you from fulfilling the call of God upon your life. Hey, thank you so much for listening to Maintain the Flame today. We love you. Again, we're just honored to know that you're listening. Can I ask you just to share this program with someone? Send them a link. Let them know that that we're speaking the word of truth and the word of love and the word of God each and every week. And again, it's our prayer that your life is being encouraged, that you're being changed, that you're being challenged, and that the Lord is using this to make a difference in your life. Join me next week for another episode of Maintain the Flame. We love you. Thank you again for being a part of what we're doing. God bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening to Maintain the Flame with Keith Collins today. I trust that you've been blessed and encouraged as you've listened. And if you hunger for a greater passion for the Lord that will not dim or subside, then let me encourage you to listen weekly to episodes that will encourage you in your walk with God. To learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at Keith-Collins.org or ImpactGF.org. May the fire of God burn brighter and hotter in your life. God bless you.